The opinions expressed during this podcast are the individual's own and do not represent those of Wyndham City Council. Welcome to Recently Returned. Today we'll be chatting about some LGBTQIA literature in honour of Melbourne's Midsummer Festival. Now in its 33rd year, the three-week arts and culture festival runs from January 19th to Feb 9, 2020. There are a bunch of uh, events across Wyndham this year and once again the library will have a presence at Park Lounge. So if you're in the area, drop by and say hello to one of our friendly staff members. And speaking of staff members, I'm one of your regular hosts, Kirsty, and I'll just get my three lovely guests here to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Jess. Hi, I'm Michaela. G'day everyone, I'm Lachlan. And we're just going to get into chatting straight about books now. So uh, who wants to go first? Who's got a book to talk about? I'll start. So uh, I have just, well, I'm partway through, actually, I haven't finished it. That's a lie. Um, I'm reading a book called Bold, which is stories from older lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and intersex people. Uh, it's a, obviously a collection of uh, collected uh, personal reminiscences edited by David Hardy. Uh, strong Australian um, uh, bent to this work, which is great. Um, so stories drawn from uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, and also um, PNG. Uh, so yeah, it's a, a really great little set of um, recollections. Um, some pretty challenging memories in here as well. Uh, and I think that while we celebrate Midsummer, uh, it's worthwhile remembering that um, the journey for LGBTI people um, has been very challenging um, over history and, and still remains so in many corners. Um, but uh, this book is a great way to um, celebrate, commemorate, um, and uh, share uh, stories from the LGBTI community. So this book's called Bold. It is in the library collection. Excellent. Um, so it's, it's available for uh, everyone out there to come in and borrow. And uh, yes, strongly recommended. Excellent. So you're only partway through. Is there any particular story so far uh, or, or reminiscence I that knew is you'd really? Ask me that, Kirsty. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't prepare a particular one. Um, That's right. He's it, flipping through flipping through the book through now, listeners. Uh, now there is one in particular which was um, Bob Brown. Uh, da, 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 da. Does Bob, that not Bob, have a contents page? It, well, it does, but there we go. Um, so uh, Bob Brown, who was um, a member of the Tasmanian lower house and then ultimately elected to the Australian Parliament, um, uh, an openly gay man, uh, a member of the Australian Greens Party and leader of the Greens for a while, um, he writes about uh, a time in his uh, parliamentary career in 1987 when he was elected to the Tasmanian Parliament and uh, the unintended consequence of a motion he put up was to effectively ban lesbianism in Tasmania. And uh, it, I just thought it was intriguing that um, this man who uh, was very savvy and very intelligent, who is very savvy and very intelligent, um, the, in order to try and make parts of Tasmania's criminal code gender neutral, uh, he unintentionally broadened the offence of homosexuality to include women as well as men. 
Uh, and then the story is essentially him trying to undo the damage that he had done. It's quite short, so it's three pages. And um, something that's actually quite good in this book is that all of the stories and recollections are quite short. Um, so you get a lot of different voices in this work. Um, and of course, if you're reading something and you don't particularly enjoy it, a new story is just over the page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was um, yeah really interesting. So for yeah. a progressive politician. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm noticing as well, looking over your shoulder, that the the um, production values of the book are quite quite good yeah. as well. It's a lot got of some photographs. Yeah. Yep. Um, colors, colors, That's pictures, good. and text. So, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Yes, a, re a reader's feast. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, did someone else want to take a book? Yeah, yeah. Michaela? So basically, kind of drawing on that, um, I wanted to talk about a book that is a little bit tricky to get these days apart from online. It's called The Men with the Pink Triangle. And basically, I had read this initially in year 12 when I was doing a history project. And it tells a story... Um, it's a personal account of um, a gentleman who experienced being in a concentration camp uh, during the Nazi regime in Germany and sort of his experience with that um, because I think what a lot of people aren't aware of is that it wasn't just Jewish people that were put in the concentration camps, it was a lot of societies, quote unquote, undesirables as well and uh, homosexuals kind of fell under this umbrella as well. So basically a lot of uh, his accounts are actually quite um, eye-opening and they are quite rough to read at certain points. So it is a bit of a, I guess, a trigger warning or a content warning if you're wanting to read this book. But I think it's important to read it because it very heavily outlines the struggle that uh, people have experienced in society over history and while we have come a long way it's still I think appropriate to understand where we have gone through this journey into being more accepting of people you know who identify as LGBTQIA plus um, and just sort of the injustice that they've experienced and I think it's very grounding to read it it's um, definitely worth a read. I, I think as a 17 year old, even then I was really appreciative of, you know, having read it and understanding the, you know, various, I guess, injustices and just learning a little bit more about Nazi Germany as well, because I think when you learn about it in history and documentaries and things, there's only a certain aspect that you get all of the time, whereas this kind of made it a bit broader and it was just very interesting. So it's actually, it was written by Heinz Heger and he um, had carried out a series of uh, interviews with Joseph Kahoot and basically, um, Joseph, he gave his story and Heinz sort of created a book from it. And um, it's, yeah, it's a very interesting read. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I've noticed Lachlan flipping through the second book he's got <laughs> while you were talking, and I'm wondering if there's a connection but between the two? Uh, no, there's not. I was just trying to prepare. But, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, there we go. Cool. I was reading too much into that one. 
Um, sorry, that was that was uh, straying away from the point there, Michaela. But it sounds like a really powerful book. It is very powerful, and I think yeah, like I said, it's about sort of appreciating the journey to where we are now. And thinking about how we've gone from one extreme to now being a lot more accepting, a lot more open. While there are still sort of the challenges that we experience, it's sort of, you know, it's very humbling to read this, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's a survivor's story. It is. Yep. It is. And just talking about sort of his friends and his lover and how they didn't survive the concentration camp and sort of the reflection on that and sort of appreciating sort of the aftermath as well because it kind of gives a slight account into um, how the laws hadn't changed uh, even up until the 1970s, I believe, in Germany um, and how homosexuality was illegal for a very, very long time. Um, so I've also got a history one, but I might just sort of um, flip, flip the mood um, and talk about something that can be used um, as a resource for um, anyone wanting to know more about... Um, different um, topics um, in gender and sexuality and things like that. If you see um, a, a word or a phrase and you're not exactly sure of the context or how it's used, um, I've got the A to Z of gender and sexuality from ACE to Z. Um, it's a great resource um, even though it is sort of a, a dictionary type format um, because it does go into a bit of detail as to the context of the terms that are used. Um, and what I found really interesting is it does touch on um, some terms that while it's explained how they're used, it also um, gives reference to whether it's best practice to um, still use them yeah. um, or whether there's any issues there around using certain terminology. Um, I found even for myself there were some things in there that I didn't um, know the context of and it was good to get um, the context of different um, terms but anyone wanting to know more about different terms that are um, thrown around um, when talking about um, LGBTQIA plus people, um, it's a really good resource to get you started. So I really, I really enjoyed that one and I think it's something that even though there is context given for each of the terms used, it's not incredibly long. Um, so you can just sort of flip to a term that you um, want to know a little bit more about and get sort of a very concise overview of um, what it is and how it's used. It's also got an entry for um, LGBTQ itself, which of yeah. course is uh, one of those contested acronyms or one of those variable acronyms. So yeah. um, today we're using LGBTIQA, I believe, or QIA. Yes. Some, some, <laughs> yep, in, in one of those orders. So, um, But obviously we don't mean to exclude by choosing to use a particular acronym or, or, or not. Um, so uh, yeah, it's got an interesting... Um, Yes, an interesting little section there on, on acronyms and also, of course, on the word queer, um, which, uh, as it notes, is a reclaimed slur. And, uh, of course, not everybody in the community um, is comfortable with, with the word queer. Um, and, uh, yeah, actually, this, this book is good because it describes it as a deliberately elusive word. 
Um, mm, it's yeah. got a lot of really good sort of descriptions yeah. like that yeah. um, that that really um, outline how things can be reclaimed or, or things can be used in certain contexts by certain people from the community, but it's not best practice for people outside of the community to use those words. So I really liked that for a, um, I guess informative but also friendly way of just saying um hey these are some terms that are used by the community um best practices if you're not in the community to um maybe not use these words especially um, as language is evolving it's really so fast really yeah. good to know the context of of some of the things that you're hearing or saying or not not just with with this type of language but every mm. every type of language i mean some of the slang that some of the kids are using these days. I'm like, but that was a perfectly innocent word before and, and now, now, and now you it's can't not. say you've ruined you've ruined that word. I think I like this title especially. Um I know a lot of people who um, want to use the right terminology, want to say the right things and want to convey um, their support, but don't necessarily um, know the right language to use. Um, and some people are perhaps less comfortable or don't know where to get the correct information. So it's good to have something in a dictionary um, format that they can just flip to whatever they um, want to know more about and get something short. And it, and it means the person wanting to know is not expecting other people to be that information resource for them. I They're not really expecting important. people in the community to constantly explain mm. Uh, things to them which can be an issue even when people want to be supportive yeah yeah and that was um the first one of of mine excellent so um Lachlan you've got another title there I have Kirsty yes um so my second book is Out of the Shadows Reimagining Gay Men's Lives by Walt Odets and um I devoured this in about two days so I didn't know what to expect going into it because I hadn't seen any uh, reviews. I hadn't seen. Uh, I hadn't seen this come up in a publisher's catalogue. Um, so Walt Odets is a clinical psychologist uh, of twenty years' experience, um, with a specialisation in working with same-sex attracted men, um, and the 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 lives and the histories that he collects in this book are drawn from twenty years of casework. Um, they are anonymised, and in some cases, kind of. Um, uh, one story incorporates multiple facets from different different lives, um, but uh, I mean, talk about richness and diversity and complexity. Um, the 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 opening the opening um, recollection of this book uh, is the story of um, uh, an older man who who was in his seventies and was uh, married to a woman uh, for five decades. And when she died, he felt that it was time for him to come out. So he had—he was a, a gay-identifying man, uh, but he had been in a marriage with a woman for, for 50 years. Um, so he obviously wanted some support in doing this and went to see uh, Walt Odets as a clinical psychologist to, to get some support and advice. Um, shortly after his first meeting with the psychologist, uh, this man was diagnosed with terminal cancer and he died just a few months later. Um, and Walt Odets uses that as um, so the the context of his of his passing was um, uh, in a hospital setting, 
And um, the only person who was there with this man at this man's request was indeed Walt Odets, his psychologist, because the man felt that the only person who had ever really known him was the psychologist that he'd come out to um, at the, yeah, in his mid seventies. Um, so that kind of sets up um, the stories and there's a great uh, mix, tragic mix. So um, be prepared for some very challenging uh, memories uh, in this book, but uh, a great mix of stories drawn from many decades um, of life in and around um, the LGBTI communities. Um, it's got a heavy US bias, so uh, Walt Odets is an American, um, but some of the, uh, I mean, the, and there's also some uh, occasional homophobic language, etc., um, which is drawn from reported speech. Yeah. Um, but the book itself is uh, yeah, really, I, I was really surprised by the power um, of this book and I strongly recommend it. And so Out of the Shadows by Walt Odets. Excellent. Mm. Yeah, that sounds really yeah. good. But it's one of those books where you start reading and you just sort of don't know where it's going and then you realise it's 2 o'clock, like it's 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, okay, I've been reading for five hours. Yeah, you know? I've got work <laughs> so, in the morning. <laughs> so that I time to, to just stay, stay up and keep reading. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until, well, until it's... It. You sort of write it off and just keep reading. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I recommend this, this book. Michaela, have you got something else for us? Yeah, so basically um, my next suggestion is kind of more on a lighter note. Um, so my next suggestion is a YA uh, fiction book called Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, or most people would currently know it as, uh, I think it was Love, Simon, which was no, the, movie the movie adaptation. Mm -hmm. um, so basically I really enjoyed this because while it kind of addresses um, the the struggle of being like a closeted sort of homosexual teenager, it's very, very lighthearted and it's in a very current setting as well. Like it felt very relevant for, you know, teenagers today. And it really just sort of follows the journey of, you know, trying to, I guess, be okay with who you are and then the struggle of also uh, coming out to your friends, your family, uh, struggling with a first love, all of those things. And it's just really, I don't know, it just felt like even though it was dealing with, you know, some really heavy issues, it was just doing it in a very sort of YA, lighthearted sort of yeah. way and it for me it felt really good to read it because it felt like any other you know generic sort of YA love story it just happened to it me. just happens you know and it's like you know I think it really helps in terms of normalizing uh these experiences I think, you know, it's really good to see that there's a lot of fiction out there now for LGBTQIA plus teenagers to read because even thinking back to when I was in high school, which was like 10 years ago now, uh, there wasn't really a whole lot. Like it was starting to emerge and there were certainly novels around, but there's just like there's so much now that it's just it's fantastic to see and there's so much that they can read if that's what they're wanting to yeah. read. I think most 
most of the LGBTQIA plus content I've read personally has been in the YA sphere. There's there's yeah. just a, a lot of it and seems to be easier to find as, as well in, yeah. in the age range. It's very accessible, which I think is just fantastic. And I think, yeah, just the way that a lot of these stories are addressing these issues, it just makes it easy to read, it's easy to find, it's lighthearted, it's just, you know, it's always got that same message of like everything will be okay, which I think is what they really need. Especially at that age yeah. when everything feels like the end of the world already. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I definitely, I rate this, you know, it's just, it's a nice easy read whether you're like on a plane or just at home on a Sunday, Arvo, like, you know, it's just, you know, a nice little little book to read and it's sort of something I would recommend if you're sort of easing into this type of fiction as well. Um, so this one was written by Becky Albertali, if anyone was wondering. Um, originally published in 2015 and yep, there's a movie adaptation yeah. now. So Yeah, excellent. I'll have to give it a go. And Jess, I'm looking at you now. So, um, I was going to go, I've also got a YA um, called From Prejudice to Pride, which um, is a non-fiction um, and it's a history of the um, LGBTQIA plus movement. Um, but I think I'm going to put that on pause for just a second and also talk about a fiction that was actually recommended by Kirsty. Oh. Um, so how... How is the last name of the author pronounced? Noise. 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 That's how I've been pronouncing it. Yeah, that's it in that's my also head. how I've been pronouncing it. So it's um, E J Noise. If the shoe fits. Um, I didn't recommend that. Book. You didn't recommend that one, but that's the one that I sort of found. I'm not really a fan of um, romance fiction, and have never really been. Um, so it was very much reading outside my comfort zone. Um, having said that, I picked it up, um, or rather clicked on it via audiobook, um, and was very surprised and had a moment quite like Lachlan um, did of reading for, or listening rather, to look large chunks of it and sort of having time get away from me a little bit. Um, I think the main reason I want to mention it is one to offset um, sort of some of the heavier um, titles we've been speaking about, but also on the back of what um, Michaela was saying about um, finding things um, in the fiction section that um, the community can identify with and, and see themselves in to a certain extent. Um, this fiction sort of has a lot of, um, I guess, the, the romance, especially the paperback romance tropes. It's very sort of um, intense in it's like everything is, is sort of overblown and, and, and dramatic in the way that a lot of, um, I guess, paperback romances are, which was um, for, for a... a a women identified to women identified romance was really interesting to see because I don't think I've actually read anything like that before. Um, so it was really interesting to see that dynamic done um, 
in the style of sort of paperback romance. Can I ask, mm. the other books by this author that I've read, um, mm. they're an Australian author, um, and the other books I've read have been set in America. Is this one as well? I'm just curious. I was really surprised to read that it was Australian an Australian author because yes, this is this is set in America and it is a little bit American. Yeah, sort of and, centric. and the other ones I've read, they really feel American as well. They like do. One one is set um, in the military during the Don't Ask, Don't Tell era, um, and and another one is a bit more kind of mystery, sci- not sci-fi, but a, a bit a bit stranger. But they both feel very very American, and and the setting feels very authentic so it's interesting that it's an Australian yeah it's it's not poorly done you do you do feel like it's it's um very much works um it's interesting to see uh some of um the the tropes of of romance like you know saving the damsel in distress type things happening but with um just a bit of a twist on 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 the gender dynamics um and the different things that are um emphasized um and, and sort of held up in the romance element has just been really interesting um i i i just enjoyed it i think it was sort of like something really different that i hadn't um read before and that's the main reason i'm recommending it um and yeah just a bit of an offset to some of the heavier stuff we've been yeah. talking about at the moment so there, that's in your collection. Excellent. We've also got um, some great LGBTI reads uh, in audio uh, format and also an ebook. So yeah. if print books aren't your thing, um, check out our e-platforms. So we offer um, Belinda's Borrowbox platform, uh, the RV Digital platform, and also Access 360. Uh, and I just wanted to mention um, a collection uh, of... Um, Again, biographical stories yeah. and recollections that I've been listening to in the car, Growing Up Queer in Australia, uh, which is edited by Benjamin Law, um, narrated but partly by him, but also by some of the contributing uh, authors. So there's a, a multiplicity of voices um, in the audiobook, which is always great. Um, uh, there are some laugh out loud moments uh, in this. So I recommend it for, again, if the, you know, the, there are very heavy. Um, stories yeah. and memories yeah. uh, in in community, but um, this is also an opportunity for uh, some sort of moments of hilarity drawn from um, you know school and whatever. We have um, that in print too. We've don't got we? it in print. Yeah. We've got it in audio book as well, yeah. and we've got it in e audio. Is it, is it um, the same? It's from the same publisher and the same series as Growing Up Asian in Australia. Yeah, and Growing Up, up Aboriginal in yeah. Australia too. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, yeah, and the series itself is a really successful way of capturing um, community memory and, uh, mm. you know, publishing it and making it more accessible for, for everyone, really. Um, but, yeah, on the specific topic of LGBTI um, history and, and growing up um, LGBTI in Australia, I recommend uh, Growing Up Queer in Australia. Excellent. So, yeah. Uh, well, I'm glancing at my clock and that's probably about all we have time for today. Unless we've got a very quick one second note. <laughs> uh, well, no. <laughs> um, so you'll all be able to see the list of titles we've mentioned in this episode um, on the episode notes for the podcast. 
um, and keep an eye out for the LGBTQIA plus book list, uh, which will be floating around at each of our branches. You can also come and visit us at the Park Lounge event. <laughs> yes, in again, we, we, will be, we will be at Park <laughs> Lounge. There's a presence so come. there with some great books and other things for you mm -hmm. to come and have a flick through. Come and you can join it. up on the spot as well if you're not a member. Excellent. Uh, and as always, you can contact the podcast team at libraryadmin at or message us via Facebook or Instagram at Libraries in Wyndham. Thanks for listening. I, sh yeah. I should have used a bookmark. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Uh, at least you haven't turned the pages no. down. No. Don't yeah. read, uh, listeners, don't turn the pages down. Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, you can do it with your home books if you like, but don't do it Not with the library books, yeah. please. <laughs> Makes um, us sad. <laughs>